0: episode seven of please rewind this is the podcast where we review classic films chosen by you and it's hosted by
1: Steve Duck and Jeremy Dove so let's get to it here's Steve what's up what's up what's up, what's up um, Steve? I don't know why I never noticed this two things I just noticed right now number one it, you always introduce yourself like in the third person it's kind of weird um it's, which it's, is it's, 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 it's host hosting <laughs> affectation. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, I just right now made the connection that in episode seven, we're talking about a movie called Seven. Oh, spoiler alert. Apology um, alert. So, uh, summer's over. Uh huh. It's cold. Uh huh. I'm miserable already. Uh huh. How was your birthday?
0: uh Oh, now you want to get real miserable. Now you want to get it. Now you <sighs> want to get to... it. was fun. It was yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It? Was it? It was fun. Yeah, and there right. was like you no. It was it, like
1: if anything, it was what? kind of was it was it maybe boring.
0: No, boring. Yeah, but you know, like there was way. no drama. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it was yeah. a friendly uh get together. I thought it was a it was a fifty year old birthday party. Yeah, that's I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. it was a. Yeah.
0: Uh, the music was terrible. The DJ was it was uh, nightmarish. Nightmarish.
1: Yeah, that backfired. I know. Um, you know, you had a couple of friends that wanted to DJ, but they were denied. Yeah. They were yeah. denied. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and we were told totally
0: we could bring a song list, and I guess we never brought a song list because holy shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was some weird bad dance music for a while, and then um, then it turned into a sort of a hip hop thing at the he end. Started, there he started
0: the... it with Elvis, like a like fifties. Yeah. For my 50th birthday party. I think the number 50, and I, I think maybe, yeah, maybe he's just bad at math. Maybe he thought, oh, 50 50s. Maybe that's what
1: happened. He's probably <laughs> like, listen, it was, it was, there were like some cool black guys, and they're like, what do fucking 50 year old white people listen to? I don't know. Elvis. <laughs> Elvis. <Elders." laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't know. But like, it took me way too long to finally go over to him. I was, I was thinking like one of my DJ buddies would go over to him. Um, sure. So finally, I realized, okay, I'm gonna have to do it. So I finally went over, and I was like, "Hey, uh, buddy, uh, this is great, but
1: uh <laughs> hey, um, you got hey, anything the, uh, you about this thing? Who uh, was
0: that sort like you got, any, you got any? Yeah, yeah. Um, I get it's like yeah. I don't know, but you got any yeah. '90s hip hop, and he yeah, like, yeah. And his, his face lit up. I was like, oh, thank God, I pu- I pushed his happy button. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. And then yeah. It, it got it got a lot better, like yeah, you did, like. You know, it was still a little too hokey for me, but it was it was a lot better. It was a lot, lot better. Oh wow. Um. Anyway, uh it was a good time, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of really great friends came out, and I was very grateful. And um, a lot of uh, old family members came out who I hadn't seen in a long time. My ninety-year-old uncle came, and I couldn't believe it, and he drank a pint, and uh, and you know, if if. If anything should uh, teach me a lesson about all of my uh, morbid uh, concern about my mortality and my fiftieth birthday, it should be my ninetieth, right. my ninety-year-old uncle coming to my birthday party and drinking a pint. Um, should should really shut me up. But um, we so it, it yeah, kind of. It did kind of. I'm you know, I feel better. I think, and uh, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's behind us. I'm grateful to my wife and, and for you for all the work you did uh, planning and uh, arranging. Um, you went you went really out of your way. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah,
1: uh, I'm no, great. I'm glad it was good. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, good. Mel definitely, uh, Mel put in the work. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she's a yeah. good, wo- good woman. <laughs> yes, uh, very <Fair laughs> lucky. <laughs> you, you should marry that girl. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, so I was just kind of sitting here waiting, and uh, I don't know what made me think of this, but I brought up just because it's you know, it's 2023 and it, oh. it, I think it's the cold weather, so I'm, I'm, I'm starting to like think cold things uh-huh and i needed something to like warm me up so i brought up the 1983 uh, sears wish book um which i don't know yeah, if pe- yeah. do people know this do kids even know about this
0: i i don't know i, I mean i'll probably show mine um you yeah know, I, I i look it up uh probably once a year <laughs> yeah right like
1: <laughs> so very quickly sears of course the now defunct the department store i guess um uh-huh. which was formerly simpson sears anyways um had just like the greatest catalog ever and then every year they would have the Chris the christmas uh wish book or wish list wish book wish book, wish book. Yep. and it would come out obviously i don't even remember how su- before christmas it came out probably uh, september you think that early? Yeah. yeah anyways and it was the fucking just the greatest thing ever and all of us folks, we didn't have the internet we, there was no nope. internet no and so what do you do when you get the, this this and it's thick it's thick uh-huh. and it must have cost a fortune to make because it was all glossy and- oh yeah anyways the first thing you do if you knew if you were cool is you immediately flipped it over because the toys yes. were at the back damn right? straight so you you read it like a manga you it was back back to front except, um, except okay. if you were cool and alone You skipped to the end of the
0: first quarter because that's where the bra section was. (laughs)
1: Uh, It definitely was an early, you know, sort of (laughs) pornography. Yeah, Uh, we didn't have the internet. That's right, and we couldn't mention that. Right, and and then and we couldn't. We were too young to. I mean, I guess maybe if your dad or somebody had Playboys in the house or something, I guess for sure. But Uh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Most did, did from my my recollection. Yeah, but yeah, definitely have the internet. Pros and panties and, uh, to- and toys, but then like not like, just toys, you but said like the P word, <laughs> but then cool things like, uh, right. like the, the, you know, the early computer sections and like, uh, cool telescopes and instruments, uh-huh. instruments, even anyways, stereos by oh, area, all the ghetto blasters. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, so anyways, uh, just real quick, I'm just going to flip through a few pages here. So 1983, um, now see people don't realize this is really like the year before things just exploded, but, um, so lots of cool remote control cars here. They got kit. You can get a Knight Rider remote control Woo-hoo. car. Yeah, that's Woo-hoo. pretty sweet. Uh, what do we got? Some airplanes. That's not cool. Train sets. Um, oh, Tycho slot race sets. Woo! These are so, some nice ones, bro. All so cool. um, oh, the ones that go up the wall. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some co- okay. So this is this is funny. Early GI Joe shit, and oh. it's not even like. Uh, it starts with like uh walkie talkies and shit, like practice things, yeah. you t- a tent, there's a tent there. There's mugs wow. like, wow. and then like full size things you can ride like little, like a, almost like a GT snow racer, but a GI Joe thing. And like right. a, and like a big wheel. Um, okay. Here's, here's some toys. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Just early GI Joe shit for sure. Yeah. Like cool stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, the base, the Cobra base look out sweet um the big armored vehicle okay that's it though nothing like not the aircraft carrier nothing cool like that um you're
0: talking like you're talking like 80 86 87 at least a year or two away yeah yeah, yeah.
1: um master of the universe bro there's some he-man stuff gray uh what's it called gray castle Castle Gray Skull Castle Gray Skull thank you um yeah some good good he-man shit no, baseball cards whatever pool tables uh board yeah board games board games board games board games I never
0: really understood castle Skull. like it didn't seem to be like the official seat of power and it was kind of like just a magical spot that if you controlled it I guess you controlled
1: yeah character. it wasn't really uh what's his name's home base the bad guy uh skeletor skeletor no yeah.
0: like they were always fighting for control yeah. of it well I right? needed
1: cuz you needed both swords right and it was right. always this weird thing yeah um oh. Game board game board. board. Oh, oh, nice! There's a a Star Wars game, like a board game knockoff, but they're calling it Space Opera. Yeah. Um, chess, 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 checkers. You can okay. play that
0: while you wield your laser sword.
1: Here's that some you, that you bought here, it by way. Nice. Here's some tabletop little mini arcade games, which have made a resurgence recently. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we've got Atari, twenty six hundred. Oh, look out. How yep. many cartridges what cartridges are available? Uh, it comes with two big names, Pac-Man and uh uh Tank. Tank, yeah. Um I, I remember I remember the yeah. sound of that game. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then below they have screen grabs. It's this is not the best copy I'm looking at, but I mean there's Donkey Kong, there's Qbert, there's Pitfall. Um Pitfall. man, I spent some time with Pitfall. Man. Uh I don't see uh I don't see ET on there um, Oh, Um, then a knockoff. Oh, Coleco, Gemini. I had that was yeah. that was the one I had. I never had yeah, yeah. an Atari twice. Right. Yeah, there's the knockoff yeah. uh, with a lot of the same games. 99.99? Uh 59.99. 60 bucks. That's why I got it for my birthday. <laughs> Hold on, I didn't even see the price for let me go back to Atari. Atari was 90 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. $30 rebate you can get. They you can get, play you can get that for 60 bucks. You. Can, they had a $30 rebate on Atari. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, damn. Now there's the whole Expand Your Cartridge library with some of the best. Then there's baseball and all sorts of shit. Oh, yeah. All the stuff there. Nice. Missile Command. Yeah, yeah, Galaga. All that stuff. Um, More games. Oh, fuck. Tons of games. Oh, tons of games. Look at those covers are so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um what's this odyssey vectrex oh <laughs> are you okay like, no this is time machine stuff <laughs> i know like, you've no, gone I mean, down into the wormhole <laughs> i mean like no like if they're like you got one trip back i'm like 83 but yeah just, <laughs> just well only because i'm looking at it right now i'm sure if i look at 84 yeah. be a... but anyway it's just like it's so rad all it's stuff this stuff is so rad it's so fucking cool ColecoVision yeah huge ColecoVision section um more games more games that's it yeah no Transformers no um limited GI Joe um uh none of the yeah like yeah so it's it's just the year before all that right Yep. yep so yeah I won't look at 84 now but um yeah, pretty cool. Awesome, good time. Always a good time. Yeah. All right, movies. Halloween, October. This is our first. Uh, please rewind. Uh, Halloween episode here. Like time you... to get gothic. Um. Yeah. So the uh, the the crowd has uh, the mob has spoken. So, um, up first. Uh, we'll go chronological. Brams. I kept saying Strokers, Bram Stoker's. <laughs> I know. That's a great that's a great slip of the tongue it fits. <laughs> um Bram Stoker's Dracula release date November 13th 1992 directed of course by Francis Ford Coppola written by James V Hart which was, and it was based on the novel starring Gary Oldman Winona Ryder Keanu Reeves Anthony Hopkins and a pretty large supporting cast um made by 200- Carrie Elwes Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about him. Um, box office, too. It made 216 uh, on a $40 million budget, so not too bad. Not too shabby. Uh, a couple of bits of trivia here. Um, they had to call it Bram Stoker's Dracula because Dracula is trademarked, which I didn't know until I read that. Um, they couldn't call it Dracula. Um, like, the book is called Dracula. Right. Right? It's, he didn't. Bram Stoker didn't. Stroke, Bram Stoker didn't call it Bram Stoker's Dracula. Right, right, right. It, but but uh, by this point, they couldn't. It was trademarked, which is... Something I learned. Um, Christian Slater was offered the role of Acuna K- Reese's character, but turned it down. But but then would just do Interview with a Vampire two years later. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck was up with that. But hmm. yeah. Maybe that's why he turned it down. Yeah. But, oh, because he had that in the pipe? Yeah. Yeah. didn't want to do two in a row. Maybe. He'd be typecast as a vampire guy. Yeah. How yeah. ah, can you imagine Christian Slater? <laughs> uh, anyways. Or, may,
0: or maybe the first role told him he couldn't take the second role. Maybe he already had the maybe he already had the two years later role and they told him you couldn't take, you know. I don't know. I'm just guessing.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go. Well, no, that's the way I'm sure maybe his agent even said to him, like, listen, yeah. you know. But I mean, how do you turn down working with Coppola? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, uh, Here we go. Yeah. <sighs> I would do anything for love. Oh no, that's <laughs> there is a great <laughs> song, Annie Lennox's song at the end, "Love Song for a Vampire," is pretty good. I, I forgot about that actually. Yes, it ends it with the credits, which is kind of just a weird thing because. So okay, this movie's conf- I'm conflicted on this film because to me it's it feels like I'm being pulled in too many different directions. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's very like monochronistic, right? Like it's very or anachronistic. Sorry, like it feels yeah. like it's trying to be a contemporary. It's uh, a it's a mishmash yeah. of time. Yeah. And
0: styles. Yeah. Um and it feels like it's it feels like it's intentional, but there's
1: a lot of it. Yeah, Mish, mishmashing. Right. Go. And then so you get to Annie Lennox at the end who was, you know, at that point was doing well, so a contemporary artist obviously at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 like that's kind of what they're trying to do there, but I don't think it works. Um this movie to me like you know, we'll talk more detail but i'll just get to i'll summarize it now it's to me it's like a lot of great parts don't necessarily equal a great sum here for me Mm -hmm. um it's still very enjoyable though but it's nice to look at it sounds great but i think in the end uh it's too choppy i think the performances aren't good enough minus two of them which we'll talk about um and then it just ends (laughs) right like there's way too many unanswered questions in this movie um Like, you know, the 10 points the real estate buys. They never explain that. Um, And because of the way it ends, are Winona and, you know, even still together? I think so, yes. Like, would he take, would you take her back after that? I think, I think so, yes. I think, (laughs) I think, I think think his character. He's the most, like, that's a huge, there's a, him and her is a huge gender swap right typically and, and i don't mean nah, and, I, and i mean like yeah. the way the way women are portrayed historically i don't mean yeah. how it should be in real life obviously sure. um right because she's a strong female in this movie starts off the the week yeah you know what was me uh you know you know, I uh flash the the eyelashes at the you know get the husband lock up the husband type of thing, right? Because it's a period piece, so it plays yeah. it plays real that way. But then she switches into this very assertive person, right? Now we're led to believe it's because she's fallen under the spell of of Vlad, you know, Dracula, but right. Um and then Keanu just gets like I mean he gets raped the entire movie <laughs> by the three brides. Um and like pushed around and told what to do and then like in front of the other tough this is one thing i want to talk about all the other tough guy men in this movie uh like appears weak and fragile and she tells him what to do in front of them and it's a weird it's a weird gender swap in this film um which i, I thought was kind of good like i kind of liked it um but the problem is those are two of the weaker performances in this film is her and him mm-hmm winona and keanu right yeah. of course i have a long-standing thing with keanu where i just do not believe he's a good actor um and he's awful in this movie uh and winona's not even that good um she's not even the best uh woman character uh in this film but um luckily yeah. this film although on the shoulders of oldman and anthony hopkins who are like dynamic right like mm-hmm. yeah like yeah like I, i'm uh, Rose to the occasion. You get like Gary Oldman ten different ways, and Hopkins. I'd, I'd yeah. say
0: Hopkins is, goes overboard. Uh, I think he. I think he puts too I, much ener- energy into some of it.
1: I think he. One of the reasons that I. I felt disconnected from this film was to me it rides a very fine line. I think. It, I think. Uh, it's a comedy in a lot of ways, and I think it's because of Hopkins. Uh huh he's he, right yeah like he's his like he, energy, his energy is too big he plays like a drunk fool foolhardy person right, a lot right. of time i i, I yeah. feel
0: like i feel like what was missing were the scenes of him doing crazy drugs all the time he doesn't feel
1: like an active van helsing to me he feels like a retired van helsing who they've had to go convinced to get back into the game sure yeah right who's who's now drinking because he's retired yeah who they had to convince to like put the bottle down and come back to work type of thing. That's yeah. the way he plays it to me. So it's like I wonder. Like I think he does a really good job in this movie, but I think uh, it probably should have been maybe a younger person. But um, uh, you, like, mean, Gar- you mean
0: you didn't love the scene where he like where 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 she succubuses him and he makes out with her and yeah. like fills her <laughs> up. You didn't you didn't find that scene to be right <laughs>
1: gripping right. Um, but it's like, again, it's like this, it's got this sort of weird rock and roll aesthetic, right? We're, so this yeah. is the first, this is the first Dracula movie where I think they want us to look at him as for sure sympathetic. Obviously, that's the story of the film, but cool. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um,
0: yeah. Marge. Yeah, right. go ahead. no go ahead. I have a whole, I have a whole take. I'm going to give away my whole take, but Do it. I feel, I feel like you're reaching for it and I can just hand it to you.
1: No, you go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Um, this is this is a Harlequin romance novel for goths, right. it, 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 specifically in the '90s era that became the Anne Rice goth era, the typo negative era. Um. The the comparison between Keanu Reeves' character and Gary Oldman's character is the classic Harlequin Ro- Harlequin romance character, where where the the brave, adventurous, heroic man comes in and makes makes the the pathetic beta, you know, everyday male of her life look weak and pathetic, and awakes the passion in her, awakes her true spirit, it real empowers her, emboldens her, makes her feel alive for the first time. And and, and you, yes, you're right. Gary Oldman is is you could look at him as the hero of this movie. Yeah, for absolutely. a, for a, a lot more No, hundred percent. It's a, a love, lot story. That, of yeah. love story. He's the yeah, star of the love story. Yeah, yeah. And he's right. And yeah. he's not like like he's right. Like he is on a mission to find his lost love. He finds her, and then she's like, "Oh my god!" And happy that he finds her, and they're happy to be reunited. Like it's a it's a tragic it's a tragic romance, but it's a Harlequin love story. Um, And I see why this book was so popular, but I I feel like it was probably more popular with a female audience at the time. Um, And, and especially a Gothic audience that was totally just into this whole culture. And then the rock video style the the very sexed up style of this whole thing is so over the top that's why i sang the everything for love song because, yeah 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 because they yeah. just based the video on this movie but it's pretty much exactly the same and it's not like it's not like exaggerated for the video it's pretty much you know the video is probably tamer as far as like just titillation and and just trying to like make the audience horny in all this like it's not a scary movie
1: right like oh no, no, it's not no, a horror movie there's some right? like there's some sh- like uh you know I'll shocking say sh- shocking yeah yeah but uh um, it usually, usually involves
0: yeah. a child it's usually like the, like the yeah, one the one yeah. trick here to make it scary and shocking <laughs> it seems to be like bring us bring a small child into the scene and right. put them in danger or have them murdered um but like all the other stuff that's like horror elements, like the wolves and the gypsies and the fire and the and the magic and the shadows, it's all very stylized yeah. and, and cool visually. Like there's so much cinematic work. Like um,
1: well, this, all the all the recognition screen, and awards it got was just was for art right art direction right. and all that stuff yeah but yeah.
0: you're exactly right when you when you say like you put it all together all of the all of these elements which are fucking awesome uh you know in certain ways in certain places um but i, th- I think there's too much that just reeks of the time and the genre that's just like kind of icky like some sometimes sometimes the way like an 80s movie can be just too 80s and icky i feel like this is just too 90s and two genre and it gets a little it gets a little. It wasn't the time, too. I remember. <laughs> um, it's not like l- looking back at it now, but um, but yeah, I just feel like it, this is just not our genre. Like, it's not a bad movie at all. I, I feel like it's like it's got great work in this movie. Gary Oldman does amazing work. There's amazing makeup. There's a, like a, amazing
1: it, all the the visual effects like photography. Him as him in his sort of more monstrous forms looks great.
0: His many, 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 many different forms in this in this all look great. Um but it doesn't this movie doesn't I mean as a whole feels fucked up and broken.
1: And it feels it feels it feels tacky to me. Like it feels like it doesn't it doesn't hold up for that reason. So I mean spoiler alert, I'm not gonna please I'm not gonna rewind it, but it uh like it feels tacky to me. It doesn't uh doesn't play well today, right? Um,
0: well, Winona goes through this whole sequence where her prince shows up. Yeah, she, uh, like she's she's in the back of a of the of the of the of the goth bar. It's all red velvet and, yeah, and, dark, and darkly lit in candles. Yeah. He's feeding her absinthe. Yeah. Um. And she and he's telling her that she's an ancient princess with a long lost like heritage and very important. And this is like a female fantasy. It, like, yeah. You know, yeah, and I, yeah, and and it's not our thing, right? Like it, it closes us a little bit because it's not fantasy to us. It's like it. Eh. It's like a little bit like, right? But 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 I think this is what why this was so huge and just not our thing. I I don't know, but but at the same time, I think it's good. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I I I I echo I, I all your sentiment with like your reaction to it, and um and I and I and I I think the thing that you're reaching for, um in in what is it? Um, like what were they trying to do here? They're trying to like make this sexy, um, uh, version of this story that that goth people can really just just grab onto this culture,
1: right, right. <laughs> um, but historically, what they would have done is the Dracula would have been uh, handsome, um, sure. So, like, he's got
0: to be charming and he's got he's got to be seductive, right? Um, and
1: he's not in this you're right and that's, uh, and that's uh, like yeah, she even right. kisses like him it's when off-putting. he's gross and weird and mo- and he's a monster yes. at the end like it's yes. kind of a weird scene right yes. um and and i'm sorry i listen i gary oldman's up there is he with, an
0: attractive man no he's not
1: uh, he's up he's up there listen he's great we love we all love gary oldman um i played i, I, I wish we had a woman here who could tell us <laughs> i yeah well i i like i think i'm a good judge of, of uh, a okay, good-looking yeah. men. yeah i don't i don't he's not and that's i mean it, it's also listen he's never played a a leading romantic role like straight up um like for a reason right um i I was wondering about
0: that i think you're right i can't think of one
1: i mean he i mean i i definitely wouldn't call Sid and nancy (laughs) (laughs) um no he's he's usually playing you know these different types of folks um so but you know i think the idea yeah this this idea though that she she doesn't because she doesn't fall for him in that, uh, his older Vlad form, which was changed from the book, by the way, that wasn't in the book, the Vlad, the impaler part, okay. um, you know, she didn't fall for him in that sense. So we have to believe that she's under, definitely under his spell or that, yes, everything he's saying is completely true. And she actually is somehow in this space time continuum, the descendant of, uh, was it Marie or Marie? I don't remember her name. Um, Mina, no, Mina, sorry. No,
0: yes. No, no, no she's Mina now. Right. Um, but she says she remembers him, and I don't yeah. take that as her being hypnotized into believing that she remembers him. It's
1: fate that we're talking space-time yes. fate stuff here. Yes, um, you know, bound to be together. It wouldn't doesn't matter what you know. Keanu They're saying, or it's, India. All They're yeah, saying yeah. it's all real. They're saying it's all real.
0: So that so that that shit's real too.
1: Yeah, and that's great stuff. Like he, you know, he's you know the the opening scene is great. I love the opening of the Vlad's when he tells you know he's telling God he tells God to fuck off and Uh and puts starts this whole thing you know puts this whole thing in motion. That's Anthony
0: Hopkins in that scene too, huh? Yeah, that's the his priest,
1: the cleric or whatever he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. So again, just uh, they've been opposing forces for you know thousands of years, Um, or hundreds anyway. So it's. But, you know so the, like to me like i said it's and because the cuts are so quick uh and it's just flash 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 and you can tell coppola is just like i'm putting everything into this like i'm throwing yep. everything at the wall everything here. everything you could like this you could have you could have replaced the score with a rock soundtrack yep. and it would fit perfectly um yep. with yep. so many of the scenes like it's it's got like i don't know it's not the same movie but i just kept thinking like it's like he saw Lost Boys and was like, "I want to make a, a cool, uh, hip uh, vampire film." But, but then again, they do. Then, but then you know, you you give us this um, Van Helsing character who's trying to be cool. He's hip. He's trying to be cool too. Yeah. Right. Like, look at his dialogue. The one thing, like. Surely you're not too gonna, hip. You're not going to kill this person. He's like, no, 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 not autopsy. I'm just going to drive a stake in her heart and cut her head off. Like, uh, yeah, too hip, and he's too old to play that part. Like I'm saying, it should have been the like, we need to get him at a retirement role. Now they got to do. No, that's just not the book, I guess. Obviously, yeah. so I'm I'm trying to ask. I'm asking something of them that just doesn't exist. But that's what it felt like because. uh because the mentor part didn't work either for me with Richard E. Grant. I never liked the doctor character. And I also didn't like how everyone's in love with the red haired girl. <laughs> like yeah. um, But, but then you get like Tom Waits, who's amazing. Right. right. As Renfeld yeah. or whatever, the, the craziest, crazy side. Oh kid. yeah. Great the first, character. the great first, um, the Keanu Reeves replaced him in the movie, right? Like he was, right. he went missing her crazy. Right? Yeah. He, he was great. Yeah. Um, you know who I kind of liked? I think just because he played it so straight. Billy Campbell's character. Um, Carrie L. Wells is like the Texan cowboy sidekick. Yeah. The Texan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I, fascinating. I, I, yeah,
1: go ahead. I don't know why it worked for me. It just did like, it's like, it doesn't make any sense, right. With what's going on, where they are in the world, the time and place. Like, why is he there? <laughs> like, just, just a rich dude traveling the world, hanging
0: yep. out with other rich dudes. I bought that. He was like a business venture with, with, with but him. I
1: feel like of all the people in the movie, he's us. Yeah. Like he's the one going, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like he felt
0: like the realist character. I don't, I he's feel like- Frank
1: Grimes to me, right? Like he's, yeah. yeah. Like he's the one who's like looking at all this shit and being like, Oh my God. Um, you know, so I didn't, I think that's why I kind of didn't mind him. Like I, that's what I think this movie lacks a point of view. And I think, you know, I'm maybe just reaching for it wherever I can.
0: Right. Um, I felt like, you know, that whole cast of characters, all the men, all the yeah. straight all the straight up men, kind of goofy and cardboard. And especially you get Carrie Elways in there and you're just asking to be called goofy and cardboard. Well, but, and
1: um, and but the being, you can talk about not he's not a great actor, but uh, yeah. it and you, you don't buy for one second. Like, there's no chemistry with him and the red haired girl. Who keeps no, 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 her name. Like, there's none at all. You they barely buy. had
0: a scene together. They barely before, had a scene she together. Got, yeah, before yeah, she yeah. got yeah. before that's she right. got turned anyway. Yeah, that's right. Um, and like, she was just in the movie to just. Like to just be, to just, I don't know, to be sexualized, right? Like, yeah, so like, yeah. You just, see her, you see her tits all, a lot, and she just, yeah, she's yeah. just faking orgasm like through half this movie. Yeah. you know, grabbing herself, exposing herself, you know, um being wanton through most of it. And she has that fantastic scene, you know, in in her crypt. Yeah, I like that. Which, that was a good scene. Yeah, it yeah. is striking that scene. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, she so like the costuming in that scene is great. Her yes. her outfit, her costume in that scene in particular is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um but yeah, a lot of a lot of the rest
0: of it is just like, oh god, they just he just wanted to put her in that nightgown and put the, and put the big strong fan on her and have her walking around on camera with the you know, with her boobs. When the film man, actually like bothers to just take a second and
1: breathe, enough. it's yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Right, like it's, but the problem is that then you're whisked away, and then you do like ten, ten successive fast, rapid scenes, and then you,
0: you're in a scene in the barrister's office that feels like it's a scene out of like a 1930s black and white film that was colorized, right? And and, and you like the mashup of styles here is jarring, and then certain performances are wooden and and weird um i mean and- there's this
1: yeah it's well you, you go from like absurdity to over-the-top performances right, right. and then you know the poor piano the only guy trying to like play it straight is just <laughs> there you know you do some research in this film and it's it, one of the things first things that comes up is his accent how right, you know right, it did, right, didn't right. work out and even coppola right. says it didn't work out but right um and, but, and yeah. everybody, every character's
0: motivation is, is sexual. Like every character's motivation is the pursuit of love. And that's the, that's why I say this is just a fucking romance novel. Like it's, a, yeah, yeah, for it, sure. It's, it's a, it's a different world, kind of world where like.
1: But Dracula always plays romance though, I feel like. Yeah, it's there's a, always and, like this sexy vibe to it, and right?
0: they Beauty and Beastified him in this movie, and they and they Phantom of the Opera-fied yeah. him in this movie to make him a romantic lead, like you said. Um, you know the 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 character that he turns into monster monstrously is kind of a Beauty and the Beast. Mon- it's kind of a werewolf monster, but it's a bat, right? It, but it kind of looks like a werewolf, right? Even though it's a half man, half bat kind of, it's a furry faced, you know, feral character that that howls and has fangs and 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 fucks the redhead um in the in the garden um
1: i think yeah it's just i think it's like it's it's just kind of just kind of rolls along and then all of a sudden like i said it just abruptly we get to this big climactic ending here they're chasing the carriage you know they're racing against time because the sun's setting um you know and you're like oh what the fuck right like are they gonna make it and you know and then like
0: and it happens so fast. It who's happens so who, fast. And Who's then he the ju- one who kills him
1: with the Bowie knife?
0: Like, I know it's the Texan's Bowie knife that kills him in the end, but it wasn't the Texan.
1: No, was he, it, they, was it the Texan gets shot and dies. It's Ke- It's got to be Keanu, isn't it?
0: I saw I, somebody's got to grab. The Jesus Christ! The I just fucking
1: it. watched it. It happens. <laughs> that's so why I now? Remember, I, it's so fast. It, it I know, happens
0: so fast. Uh, um, but that, but that's why it's a little bit not satisfying. I think. It, I like- think so.
1: And then, then there's the weird scene again where Keanu's like, "Let them go." Like he's like, he, you know, he's like, yeah, he's too dumb. He's too good of a guy for this. <laughs> you know, for this yeah. whole, this whole like anyone else would have thrown their hands in the air and just went home. But, um, and then it just ends. Like everyone's lives are ruined. Uh, the like people have died um, the
0: but they killed Dracula. they so. killed Dracula so, so, so
1: very easily. and then, you know he he she cuts his head off. It ends with like a gruesome fucking decapitation that she does. Yeah. Um. And then that's it. And then it it shoots up to the painting on the ceiling. Uh, the two of them, and I, you know, we're led to believe they're together in heaven. It's a, and... it's a Romeo and
0: Juliet ending.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, she's alive, though. But, but he's yeah.
0: no, no. There's no way he goes to heaven. I think. I don't think we're
1: led to believe they're together. Or wherever. They, well, and he. he, he, he just... Well, he. He did renounce it.
0: I. I think it's oh, just yeah. to bookend the tragedy. I think it's just to say, you know, this is where it started. This is where it began. This is where yeah. it ends. But um, I think he's definitely going to hell. And <laughs> And her soul is still alive on Earth,
1: and 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 married to. She's got to go back to Kyoto. So, like, that's why I want to see her like coming back outside, and they're all standing there, right? And they're like, uh, "What happened?" Uh, uh, you know, and well, she's like, uh, "Well, uh, you know, uh, like it's just it's just such a weird loose end there." I uh, I don't know. It's yeah, so strange yeah. to me. Uh, um, listen, this movie's incredibly influential. Uh, if, if you're if you do a Google search right now, like you know best dracula movies of all time it's going to be if it's not number one it's going to be number two <laughs> three i
0: prefer uh, interview with the vampire just to
1: get it out there do you yeah i well i posted a couple the other day which i actually i think oh, only lovers left alive is probably my favorite uh, dra- vampire not dracula but vamp- just, they're just vampires right. not dracula's but uh it's probably my favorite one and then of course um what we do in the shadows the film not the series is yeah is just like to me, just the chef's kiss. <laughs> it's almost like it, it's they saw this and be like, this is it's like Tyka saw this movie and thought, this is a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but, um, so, anyways, yeah, I, I, it doesn't hold up. It comes across as tacky to me, um, enjoyable. And I know it's everyone's favorite or whatever, but it's just, it's not for me. It doesn't work. doesn't work for me. And, uh, I think the performances are way too stiff and, um, uh like i said there's a there's a lot of so many wonderful elements like that again all the awards were um for visuals costume art makeup art direction like cinematography like you know what i mean that stuff so um and i think those are worn, warrant- those are earned it looks great but just as a i just wasn't able i just yeah couldn't enjoy it so back on the shelf
0: all right steve says be kind goodbye to uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula and I'm right there with you Steve I'm not going to spend much time uh on my review because we kind of discussed it as you went um and I kind of gave my main points on this I, I got it out there um uh Francis Ford Coppola made um a rock and roll uh 90s uh Gothic um romance uh softcore uh horny movie <laughs> um and he put everything in it he threw everything everything in it and there's a lot of great work in here but it's not my genre it's not my thing um there's also a lot of corniness in it in yeah it's um, it, it, it,
1: like yeah like it should have been uh rocky horror picture show treatment. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: it, get, it almost gets there you're right it's very close yeah. um so i'm right with, there with you i'm gonna agree i'm gonna say you know please uh be kind and never ask me to watch bram stoker's dracula again but um, at the same time, I'm not mad at you. If you like it, I see yeah. the value. I see the value in the work, and uh, I understand that there are fans of this genre, and I'm not a fan of the genre, so it's not fair for me to say it's not good.
1: Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. A final pin. So this was basically last. Coppola's last kick at the can here like he did yeah. a few he did a few more things but they um, were all horribly received and not successful at all so yeah. like this was basically it for francis Ford coppola who is you know regarded as one of the finest filmmakers of all time yep. um but yeah this was uh pretty much it for him so anyways all right um up next uh seven Release date, September 22nd, 1995. Directed by David Fincher. Written by Andrew Kevin Walker. Starring Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kevin Spacey, um, and a uh, host of others. Box office made $327 million off a $34 million budget. Um, quick bit, a couple of things of trivia here. So all of John Doe's books in the film were real. It took, it took them two months to write them all out. That's the attention to detail Mr. Fincher has. Nice. All of his notebooks, yeah. Um, Sylvester Stallone and Denzel Washington were both rejected. The Mills role—that's a uh, Brad Pitt's role. Um, imagine Stallone, uh, imagine Robert Denzel Washington in that. Well, role. at first it was yeah, like you got to think how the, the 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 characters played off, right? Black, how old black, would he have been? Black and white character. Well, he would have been young back then, but um,
0: as young as Brad Pitt?
1: Probably not as young as Brad Pitt. No, but. Um, Robert Duvall, Gene Hackman, and Al Pacino rejected the Somerset role. That's Morgan Freeman's role. Wow. Imagine we could have had Sylvester Stallone and Al Pacino. Wow, what's going on with all these murders?
0: <laughs> Crazy that all those people turned down this movie. Wow, the seven deadly sins. I told you. <laughs> That's my. Hey, best what, what's in the box? <laughs> what, what, what's in the box? Come on, what's in the box?
1: John Doe is the upper hand. What was? Don't in come the near box? here. Oh, John Doe is the upper hand. What's <laughs> in the box? Could you imagine? Um, for the John Doe role, actually, uh, Ned Beatty. Who would have been what? way too old. Ned, and, that would have been terrifying. I know. Val Kilmer and Michael Stipe. Yes, from REM. Michael all, Stipe. All tur- terrifying. All turned it down. Uh, Michael Stipe actually wanted to do it, but he was on tour and just couldn't do it. But Val Kilmer and Ned Beatty both turned it down. So That
0: must kill that man, Michael Stipe. That must kill him. He must sit there. That's insane. That. Okay,
1: so here's here it is. You've got, let's do Stallone, Pacino, and then Michael Stipe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That would have bought.
1: <laughs>
0: you think? I don't know. I don't know.
1: I will. These are so hard to... I, I just... I, I There's no way... There, I mean, I, like, listen. I'm actually one of these people who, like, doesn't think... I Like, you watch Copland and stuff. Stallone is... You know, when put in the right situation, Stallone can do fine. Sure. Um, but with this material, I don't know. Uh-uh. Right? I don't know. I don't like, know either. And the Mills role, too, right? I mean, that's... Uh, ah, uh,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, anyways, so... You know, God, Seven. This is such a huge film to discuss. Um. Uh, just go on YouTube and just type in Seven. Yeah, there's so many. This movie's been discussed so well because it's, you know... Um, just regard it right as one of the you know it's taught in schools. It's one of the it's at that level, right? It's <laughs> yeah, one yeah. of those films that like people study like crazy and dissect and everything. um Often, which, imitated, often imitated, kicked off a lot of things stylistically. Um couple I of funny... hate,
0: let's get to the name, let's just do it. I hate it. Can we just say I hate that this that that this movie it probably wasn't the first thing to do it, but I hate this trend. I hate that it still happens today.
1: <laughs> I think they're giving it credit for like. I don't know if it was the first, but made first it movie, popular, maybe? made it popular. I guess with a to, number to, to put a the number. in, yeah, in to put word. the number in the title. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's not actually called seven. It's called seven uh, in a lot of places, but I'm looking at IMDB right now and there's a movie poster where it's spelled properly.
1: So maybe, I don't know what's up, what's up with that. I don't know either. That's interesting. That is weird. And then there was, and, and then there, they were, were going to, at one point there was going to be a follow-up called eight. <laughs> um, <laughs> A couple of funny things. Um, It wasn't... This movie was not universally loved when it came out. It just wasn't. Um, And, uh, you know, talking about that influence, though, it, it didn't take long for people to love it, but... I mean, it had so many different, it, like, it, this thing went through the, the the grinder as far as process is concerned. Like, these, you know, um, Fincher was not the original director. The original director was the guy who directed National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So, I mean, um, it was going to be, a, it was, the ending was chopped, like, there wasn't going to do the head in the box. Anyway, this thing went through so many different things. So the Hollywood su- machine. Yeah, yeah. So, it doesn't surprise me to see, like, these different casting stuff, because it, it just didn't really take shape until the final people were in place. But, um one thing that uh i've seen this movie a lot um when people i talk about this movie a lot because there's like there's no movies there's very few movies that like make my skin crawl uh this movie makes my skin crawl still still and i've seen it i don't know how many times right and most of it is the um um air freshener scene yeah. Uh that fucking just draw like it's so weird. Anyways, yeah. There's so much to talk about with this film, but one of the things that like I, I think the the funny thing about this film, Jar, uh is that like it's not deep it's it, it wears all of its symbolism on its sleeve sometimes it's, like directly on and but and on purpose right i mean there's no yeah. you don't have to dig too deep here i think but i don't think that's that's not the point right this is really like a, a warshak painting of like what type of person you are and that's of course juxtaposed on screen with the two characters right one is um you know old and bitter and 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 you know has, has lost the you know the the passion for what he does and just think society is just doomed and then you've got the young upstart right who's um Who sort of want to like,
0: become like the other guy
1: right but he, he's an idealist he's a crusader but he's but he's completely he's a tragic hero he's completely ill-fated right, right. um so like and it, and the older guy seems to
0: know it the other guy seems to look at him and just know it
1: yes yeah he, he literally tries to talk him out of being that way several times yes, the bar yes. scene is a good one too and they talk about empathy yes. and and i love that i love those two in that scene in particular um i think that's like pitt's best work where he's like like trying so hard to explain to him why he's the way he is but isn't smart enough doesn't have the language yes, right yes. he doesn't have the language um but what's interesting about this film uh several things but it's just it, like there's not a, It's depressing as fuck. There's no happy ending. It's like the worst, oh, saddest, it's shittiest ending depressing. ever. Like that. Like there's no. It's so bleak. I don't know how. Like I can. It'd be funny like to try and get this pushed through today. I think studios would be like, no, this is way too bleak. Like we need something needs to change here. Like, um, I can't imagine this would pass through uh, test screenings. I think people would be so depressed, at, you know, leaving this thing that i can't imagine it uh it would get through the the machine today but um or do you feel that way like do you feel like it's it's like i i
0: feel like it's definitely that bleak and um but i but i i think that might be part of its its power i i feel like oh yeah. Yeah, yeah the the fact that it goes there um unflinchingly um uh, is is it's is part of its magic, and um, yeah, I don't. I think if this movie were made today people would still realize that this is a fucking amazing movie. And they to, had to be like, holy shit, the ending is bleak, but it's an amazing movie. This movie holds, um,
1: this is the opposite of, it uh, holds of, up, of, of, it of, Dra- of Dracula. Fucking it, it completely like holds up. It, it looks up. like it was made today.
0: Yes. No, it looks better than movies. That right, yeah. Made yeah. Yeah. Today. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't fuck around. It doesn't go over the top. It, it's like 99% of this is completely practical. Um, just, just like filming real life things. Um, and there's like, a, and there's only like some special effects work in in some of the the crime scenes. Yep. Um, and, but the but the fucking special effects work in the crime scenes is a fucking amazing. It's 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 amazing practical special effects. Um, and uh, and, and it's not overdone. It's it's done just enough to be fucking realistic and horrific and creepy. I and... think.
1: Yeah. It, it's. I think the cool thing about it is it sucks you in because, and one of the key points is this, is that we don't, it's a nameless city, right? Yeah. They never say where they are. They just call just, it the, the, the inner, city. The inner the
0: city, the inner city of a nameless place. You an, yeah. Nameless and,
1: name and, and that, is. and I think that works so well because if they tell you where it is, then there's no like spatial immersion, right? It becomes a real time in a real place. And then automatically you have a preconceived idea of what's happening in that real place, right? Yeah. Like automatically your brain's going to start looking like if it's la you're going to start your brain's just going to start thinking la things right, right. like what right. tropes whatever palm trees fuck well, i don't know whatever like new york same idea right so that the fact they didn't they left it nameless to me is genius i love that i think it it makes it like m- almost more of a real place than if it was a real place right because now you're able to sort of disconnect from that that, like I said, that preconceived idea, that notion of what a real place is supposed to be and how it's supposed to act. So, and you need to you need to suspend a little bit because um, you have to buy that. This is like Gotham before Batman showed up,
0: uh-huh.
1: right? yeah. Right, like the criminals are in charge, the cops are all fucking. They've they've checked out. Um, like, I think it's like downtown Chicago today. They're they're taking bribes, right? Yeah. Uh, they they talk about that the cops don't give a shit they don't even investigate scene murder scenes properly anymore because it happens so often right that's it, it, the open it, it, they
0: didn't check to see if the, the guy
1: was right there. that's the opening scene right away right away right away you know that mills is different from yeah. everything else that's going on there and and right away you're like why would he go there and they even ask he's trying to ask him right you don't even really get a really good answer but um but it's like this this wonderful thing where like he really lets your brain do all the do all the work here, which I really loved. It's it's like the opposite of dramatic irony, right? right. Like you're you are you are you are right along with these characters, you know, as much as they do. Um, and that's why they, they don't show us the victims being victimized, because they can't show us the victims being victimized. Right. Because right? then we know more than Mills and Somerset do. And right. we can't and they, he doesn't want that. He doesn't want us to know more than they do. He wants us to know exactly as much as they do so that when you get to this point in the film like my i think my favorite scene in the movie is when they find his apartment that is a great scene yeah but go ahead, I, go ahead. only because like you know we've also earned that and that's right after like the the amazing foot chase scene right Yeah. uh where he's bl- where brad pitt's fucking got blood pouring out of his head by the way he really did break his hand that's a real yeah. cast yeah um like he looks like sh- he looks like shit. He's awesome. He's fucking pissed. He's 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 feral, and then he then he kicks in the door, and they gotta kind of bribe that homeless guy to make up yep. some story about why they why they entered had cause to enter Which the apartment. Is great.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's- That's Brad Pitt's best part of the best section of the movie.
1: And then, and then it's just an explosion of exposition, right? Because this is for the first time we, we now know this John Doe guy. Um, So I think that works so well. And I think it only works well because of, like I said, keeping it a nameless city, not showing us the victims being victimized, keeping us right, right in check with, with those two learning along as they do. And it also makes us like, it doesn't make you choose a side for those two because our natural inclination is to pick like, well, I'm team Mills or I'm team Somerset. Right. You're like, we don't, we don't necessarily, necessarily understand why he's so bitter yet and checked out. Right. And we also don't really buy this young upstart kid either. Right. So it's that it's those moments. That's where the payoff is. So I just, I, I just, I love that middle section so much. Um, you know, it, it's it, and that's when it stops becoming this thing where like they start off where like it, it's this stopping evil versus understanding evil, and I think at that point they both understand they're dealing with something that isn't. Because remember, there's the one line where he says, "Oh, he's just he's just a man or whatever," right?
0: Yeah,
1: uh, right, where he's just like you know we're talking about him like he's. uh a, a non-human like a mon right, right. but he's just right. a man but then right. like you, you get into the apartment it's like getting into the basement in silence of the lambs right you're just like yeah you know or
0: it, or yeah. like a batman villain's lair of, yeah
1: yes you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 right yeah exactly this and, that could have been the riddlers that could have been the riddlers apartment.
0: that scene and its yeah. style definitely ripped off by many iterations of that yeah. since this movie
1: so yeah it's like i said it's it's very gothamy to me and i like that that they left it yeah. nameless for all those reasons um yeah uh like i said this you know these i it's it's as much as i enjoyed the performances they're actually like you know i'm going to use the word worst but it's everything about this film is good but something has to be at the bottom and it's actually the performances that are at the bottom for me here uh, i think this movie stylistically yeah. is the star of this film right but yeah. but i i do think that everyone does a good enough job and i loved like our Ar- uh, arlie emery as the grizzled police captain um yeah. the no-nonsense guy right he's great and and what's his name um uh um uh weather weatherhorn whatever as um uh as the police chief like the um oh, fuck, what's his name oh the da the da guy yeah yeah he's great um but i it just it, it's it's like these guys are just like uh you know they're they're being told you know they're just like they're like it's funny how i it's like i feel like Fincher treats them like set pieces
0: they just give exposition yeah they they just go oh this this is the police procedure where this is how the police procedure works for this next part
1: of the movie
0: yeah but a lot of that right
1: anybody but he but he but he constantly it's scene after scene of them just encountering something more horrific than the last right Uh and there's a really interesting point in the film it's right after the lust one where they're you know they're doing the separate interrogations yep and for the first time we see mills like it's getting to him yeah so he's interviewing the guy the i don't know if he's like the, the front desk man or the manager i can't remember what yeah. his part was right but he's just remember he asking the question like do you enjoy the, what you do or the whatever guy who
0: runs the brothel yeah
1: and he's like do you enjoy what you do right like and, he, and the guy's like no right like it's just an honest the and then, is in it. And then the doing... interviews are over and they do this amazing camera they scroll like they go move moves right and he's you see the them in their individual rooms, just processing what they just went through. And Mills is just like he's—you can see—he's like he's—he's he's broken. Like he's starting to starting to have this exterior he's been giving off is starting to break, right? Like, well, I, this, la- this last victim that they found, this last scene that they found
0: was so much more you know, shocking and sadistic. It, it seemed like, yeah, how can you be more shocking and sadistic than the first scenes? Sure, but I don't know something about this one with with making the one guy do it and then the guy who was forced to do it, like being there living out his PTSD. Yeah. Right. From, from just having done it and retelling it. Yeah. Something about that element of it made it so much more creepy and chilling. And, and, and part of why this is a masterclass in storytelling, right? Yeah. But just found a way for this, for this one to just, just crank it up again. Right and um you know they didn't even show us the victim in this case they showed like a photo of the fucking suit the guy was wearing that they had mentioned before but never you
1: see her body head. on the bed really quickly when, the, yeah, when they first enter the room but yeah, but it's like a quick 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 yeah, quick you yeah you could
0: yeah, tell yeah. she was dead and bleed and bloody but that was it like you couldn't yeah. tell like really what had happened um just that she had been murdered in that bed and then when you find out exactly how she was murdered in that bed it, the way you find out exactly yeah. how she was murdered in that bed is just so fucking powerful and awful
1: <laughs> right and that's the interesting thing too is because yeah. we don't see any of these crimes the only murderer we see is john doe yep when he shot at the end right we yep. there, we don't see any other violence in this yep. film yep. and so and that is carried out of course by mills like it's the one person who's you know, and interestingly, you know, has pulled his gun twice in his career, and, and both times resulted in the death of somebody. Now, yeah. after the John Doe one, so yeah. there's that whole thing where, like, remember they talk about pulling their gun at only once in their career, but um, yeah. it, it's it's this whole thing too, where like uh, there's this weird this one thing I I don't know I don't know about this one part, but like um there's a lot of like homophobic stuff right brad pitts you know is very sensitive to that in this movie right he's like when they're at the diner he he says don't sit next to me i don't want people to think we're dating right uh, um he says the fag word a few times when talking about when uh somerset gives him homework right remember he's got to read those all those uh, classics oh, yeah yeah poetry, yeah, yeah.
0: Poetry he, and
1: he's frustrated with it and he just yeah. you know says the f word a couple times like it, there's this he's got this weird i felt the uh, misplaced sort of homophobia thing. i think they were yeah. i think they
0: were just trying to make him midwestern and a little bit no
1: i that's you're right that's what i thought too but i thought could you know you could have handled that maybe a different way but yeah. um uh there's a couple of weird things too that didn't weird didn't pay off I, like the, when he's throwing the knife into the dartboard i'm like you know that you know if this is the first time i'm watching this movie i'm like well that's got to pay off somewhere right like who's throwing a switchblade at a darth dartboard
0: i read into hey. that i read into that yeah if you want, if you want to yeah
1: go it. for it yeah, yeah yeah uh
0: so they show you the switchblade first This switchblade was very important to this
1: to the Mar- blade comes up it's a lot it's it shows up a lot yeah. first
0: they show you him using it then they show you him using it and they and they have brad pitt question it so so he draws attention to it yeah what, what is that it, it's a switchblade. And that's it. They, they drop it, right? But we've drawn attention to it now, right? Yep. And, and then we show Morgan Freeman using it a couple more times before that scene. And then we get to that scene where Morgan Freeman is trying to go to sleep and he's doing his metronome thing like they showed you earlier in the movie that he does yeah. to like find the inner peace and find the peace of mind to sleep at least and he can't he throws the metronome across the room he gets up he's fucking it's getting to him it's in his head it's getting to him so he starts chucking the knife at that dartboard and i think that whole scene was to show you he carries this fucking knife as like it's his it's his symbol of power it's his um it's his uh what's the word i'm looking for for symbol for um
1: not metaphor uh, not metaphor no,
0: no no your 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 emblem your um your totem it's his totem of, okay it, it symbolizes um protection to him and when he and he, when he's anxious when he's super anxious he starts he shows you that he's practiced at throwing it he throws it right into the bullseye first oh yeah one. no he's yeah yeah no that walks back great. right so you learn about the about about his character no he is anxious all the time he feels like all of this, all this violence around him is going to come for him someday. And, and and it feels like, I feel like all of the subtext, like, like you're right. All of the messaging about how he feels about Mills is really in the subtext. It's not in the dialogue. It's it's all in the looks he gives while they're having their conversation where they're not really saying much, to be well, honest. He, right? Well, he also just, like, doesn't include him in some conversations. And how he reacts to the wife. When the wife reaches out to him. Yeah and he's like he's obviously very fucking concerned about her but he doesn't say that you could just tell it on his face like why yep. the fuck are you reaching out to me like yep. um uh i think they're trying to just show you like like this man is just constantly fucking terrified and i think that that totem that that switchblade is 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 part of that um even though he carries a gun right like, right yeah yeah uh, it's the switchblade it's like maybe maybe a childhood uh you know uh uh totem of strength you know maybe it maybe it's something in the backstory of this character because i know there are a lot of stories written about, about the same character he's like uh got a series of, of books i guess i don't know um i i think i remember that maybe i'm wrong but um uh, i think i think i think that's the, the thing about it anyway
1: yeah to me it was i read it more like it's it's a, 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 sort of not something that's coming but more that you know it's it's a coping mechanism for him that yeah. he that we're seeing we're seeing all his little things idiosyncrasies that help him having to deal because we you know we definitely understand that that the way the city is has been that way for a very long time
0: and he's fucking alone
1: and he's alone and <laughs> yeah. he's been dealing like again he's been it's sort of like how we've talked about how like like i want my batman to be insane because you you don't spend 30 years with the the dredges of society and be normal right like right. And I think that's more, you know, Somerset's way of just like coping. Um, he doesn't drink or I don't remember him really. I mean, he gets a beer at the bar or something, but he's not a, you know, he doesn't have any vices. Right. Would
0: you make, would you make a sequel to this where Mills becomes a vigilante?
1: I I mean, I, I, it's hard to say because it's like in one in, in one sense, just that's the interesting thing about this film, too. Just when you think there's a great scene near the end where they're like actually starting to become buddies, like there's, yeah. there's a connection there. Yeah. um things start they, they go- laugh together they they yeah. laugh that scene they had that scene things are starting to you know look up a little bit and he even talks about staying on a bit longer to see this through yeah. right yep yeah. and it's sunny it's like the only sunny day in the movie Yep. Yeah. and they're walking outside the sun's shining it's all bright and you're like okay like it's, there's there's a a sliver Me, but of, meanwhile,
0: a sl- John Doe's plan is all happening while they are relaxing and
1: not. Yep. No, no. Well, right. that's that, right. immediately after that, they're walking outside sunny and there's a slight, a sliver of, of hope. They walk into the police station and John Doe gets out of the cab and turns himself in. <laughs> and then, you know, things go the way they go. So, um, it, so even then, it's like, oh, is he starting while to while all of that head? was happening? He was killing. Brett yeah. Wife oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Exactly. While, so while they were having that scene, we right, we don't know. We find that out. So right away, you're like, oh, well, fuck me then. And it's like just when maybe Somerset's starting to feel some of Mills's uh, positivity or whatever starting to rub off on him, some right a little bit, then. They just blow it all up. <laughs> right. With like, yeah. you know, arguably one of the greatest endings to a film ever. So yeah, I mean, basically what that said to me was that um,
0: you know, the whole push and pull between Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Brad Pitt won the push and pull, and it caused him dire consequences. Right? I like it's see tragic. I
1: oh see, I don't think that he did win. I think if anything, I think Somerset is now more, re- more resolute. He's like, I told you. At Told the you. end, at the end, yeah, but yeah. B- but before
0: that, oh well, right he before got, he yeah, got yeah, Somerset yeah. to relax, right? Like Somerset yeah. was like, yeah. never, f- don't fucking relax, like like the Jedi Code, like don't feel fucking connections because that's going to cause tragedy for you. If and yeah, yeah. And, no, and they they well, had yeah. a moment, they had a moment. No, that's what they, I'm
1: saying. Like yeah. there's that sliver of hope, and then yeah. there's the and then literally there's a sunny day, the first one in the entire film. It's raining the whole film yeah. until this shot, and this they're starting to bond, and they have that. Then they, they even have that the shaving scene where they kind of joke with each other about the shaving right. the nipple off. And like right. they laugh in that up, scene. Up yeah. until then, you're just like, geez, this might work out, right? Like this is
0: you're supposed to feel that way. Yeah,
1: like this might be okay here. These guys are these guys are like it's they're like lethal weapon guys now. They're gonna be yeah. fucking buddies, right? Um, and then yeah. You know, <laughs> it goes off to shit. Um uh yeah i don't know man i mean like the, this is one of those we could we could spend hours so we don't, yeah. really don't want to do that but i mean this is obviously an easy easy please rewind uh oh, um, yeah and i just everything about it the opening credit scene which is was groundbreaking which influenced so many films after it with the nine inch nails remix tune like we're seeing clips of john doe right like he's shit, yep. you know slicing his prints off and yep, yep. you see him doing all the little things that he does to carry out his his crimes um you know just wonderful things like like even you know kevin spacey um asked to to be have his name left off any of the credits yeah. right like to keep that yeah. surprise that suspense um it's it just looks great sounds great the acting is good enough um that scene that the cab or the driving scene at the end when they're driving out to the location right yeah like the spacey's his uh his little rant there and he goes on about you know seeing a sinner on every on every corner and all this stuff and like it's so great (laughs) it's so great like it just works so well yeah and and fuck me spacey does a great job you know whatever you think of him um he, he he did a great... He, I mean, Spacey's a good actor.
0: In 1995,
1: he, he was God. Can you believe... Kevin Spacey is a good actor. I'm sorry. He's, the usual he's a usual he's suspect. He's, a, scum, he's a
0: scumbag, but he's a good actor. I'm sorry. It's just the true. way it is. it's just The usual suspects year. came out the
1: same year. Yeah, right. Can you believe that? Well, yeah. And then American Beauty, whenever that was, like he... Was, it, it yeah, was a, you're right. Was a, he was it everywhere. Was a, it was a yeah.
0: secret that he was the villain of that movie too. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Can yeah. you believe that? That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So no, that's so like, it's, it's, it was great casting, obviously, I'm glad they went with him instead of Ned Beatty. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, like I said, I can't say enough about it. And there's so much been written about it from, you know, there's so much Fincher, you know, we didn't know at the time, but Fincher stuff, right? Like he, he loves upshots, and he loves uh, bleaching his, 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 his prints to get that gray, darker sort of because he really likes the low lit stuff so yeah. like there's a, there's a lot of technical shit about this film that just like really was you know blew people away at the time and is now a Fincher a staple now with, him, with his films but um, and just all these like weird like his characters are all sort of like archetypes but not right. but you know like it's kind of weird how because it's like what would these archetypes look like in a vacuum of shit you know so like it's like they're great, but but you know, <laughs> just like, you know. So it's such a yeah. I mean, it's just it's just really great. Anyways, yeah, I'm definitely yeah. Uh... All right, I, 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 I totally agree, man. Um, yeah.
0: Like this um, is is a great. I, I don't remember loving it um, as much as, as I did on the rewatch. I, I remember always thinking it was good and shocking and and really compelling and that ending. Holy fuck. Um, mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, like on this rewatch, I was really struck by what a masterclass it is in storytelling. And you said it, the way the story unfolds, the way we learn everything at the same time that the two protagonists do, um, is so awesome. It's so refreshing not to follow a killer around and watch him do sadistic things, but to follow real people around, um, discovering, you know, the after effects of, of this crazy person, um,
1: uh it, it's it's just done in such a really really awesome way you know well, the, yeah for- but like sorry real quick like i was saying yeah. that he does such a fucking masterful job of setting up each of these crime scenes right yes and then they go in and then of course we get autopsy so there's 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 some descriptions about what went on but are but it's up to us to imagine the crime right. taking place and and he does such a great job of that and he plays into that so well there was this thing i read where there are people who are convinced that they show her head in the box, but they never do. Right. They never do. Yeah. yeah. But that's our, where our, our brain just, just keeps right. thinking that. Yeah. I was wondering,
0: I couldn't remember when, when that scene came up, I was like, do they show it? I think they show it, but I'm not sure. And I was like, Oh, they don't show it at all. No, like they show, they show a, few, a-, a few drops of blood and that's all. Yeah. And, um, and upon re-watching, I sent you uh, a, a screenshot earlier today that uh, that I I think is foreshadowing. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't looked at um, it yet. I'll look at um, it right now. <laughs> so the very first... Oh, yeah. Okay. This movie kind of starts, I felt, like a TV series where they kind of set up uh, Morgan Freeman as the hero character just by introducing him. And then they have like a theme song, play, And then the story kind of starts... And and when the story, the theme song is obviously the remix of the Nine Inch Nails song, and I and I wanted, I was going to point out if you didn't that, like the opening credits feels like a Nine Inch Nails video, and it actually is a Nine Inch Nails video, <laughs> nail video. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it feels like a lot of Nine Inch Nails video, like the, the style of it, yeah, um, cinematically, it's 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 you know, um, so like whereas the previous movie we discussed was a lot like um, a meatloaf video, here right. again we are in a, a Gothic more industrial style though than a romantic style and I and, uh, and um, uh, something that I uh, I enjoyed a lot more and didn't feel as dated at didn't feel dated at all actually um, but um, and then we then we go to this this, this scene of of um, Brad Pitt and and Gwyneth Paltrow in bed together. And he has his arm around her head. He's cradling her head. Right. And then he grabs her head. And it's all like, and then he gets up and her head kind of goes down on the bed face first. And it's like, it's a it's a lot of her head in that first scene. And then he gets up and goes over to the mirror. And I showed you a screenshot. Yeah, There's a postcard tucked into the side of the mirror that has a decapitation. I can't tell what it is. It looks like, a, like an old like um, freak show postcard or an old, like... Um, uh, like circus sideshow postcard or something, but it looks like there's a decapitated head on the postcard and it's in the mirror. Gwyneth Paltrow's head is right next to this postcard that Brad Pitt's looking at in the mirror. And it's totally David Fincher in the first scene of the movie telling you what the last scene in the movie, like what the, what the fucking twist is going to be. And, and you won't know until the, your second time watching it. It's such a great, uh, he, he's such a great filmmaker. And I, I don't think I appreciated him as much as I as I should have until my rewatch of this film. Um
1: No, he's great. And I mean like it's it's uh, you know I've enjoyed his stuff. I even like Alien 3, which is the one that kind of No, kinda, I've like, always yeah, enjoyed yeah. him, but I
0: <laughs> but holy shit, I was like I was really struck by yeah. just the, the 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 perfect timing of every scene. Oh yeah. The, the editing, the yeah. directing. And yeah. you're right, you're right, the dialogue is kind of surface. It's kind of exposition-y but the acting and the directing um
1: like they fill in the the story with so much depth and so much nuance I don't that, think, yeah, I think it's, I think though that the, the script is that way on purpose because yeah. of, because of the style that we're learning with them. Yes. It's, yes. we don't, they're not asking us to, to, you know, surmise or look for anything metaphorical or. It's treated very much yeah. as a police procedural. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and murder mystery, but in a class very classic way where it, where it, you, it's a mystery. It's unfolding in front of you the way it is uh, for, for the detectives. And, and. It's a, um, it's a
1: noir. It's like a noir. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, and I, 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 you know, I, I agree. I, I, a lot of times when I'm watching this, I felt like Brad Pitt's dialogue is almost beneath him. The character is kind of like, like completely owned, like completely fucking owned from the start to the finish of this movie. Like Morgan Freeman owns him in the very beginning. And then the murderer like starts to own him immediately and continues to more and more and more and more throughout the entire movie until he completely
1: fucking thoroughly just Completely destroys him and owns him. Um, He's really dumb, and we're also like they also want us to think that like Somerset is really smart. Yes, like yes. really smart, right? Like like Sherlock like, Holmes, like a genius level. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. Um,
0: so, uh, looking back, like like I don't know, Brad Pitt
1: wasn't who he was when he made this movie. He was pretty famous already. He looked like, no, but he but he'd come off like he was but he didn't look like brad pitt in this movie yeah. he's, he's he's gaunt right yeah. he's he's always kind of bleeding and tired like you know what i mean he's not yeah. he's not sexy brad pitt right sure sure yeah, he, yeah he's not yeah. strong powerful brad pitt yeah he's, no he's he, dumb he's dumb he, brad yeah he yeah.
0: gets brutalized and owned brad pitt um yeah. through, through this whole fucking thing so it, 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 elements of it
1: like that can be off-putting um but 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 it's it's so great i feel like there's a couple times where i feel like he's maybe too dumb sure um sure. it's almost just like how did you become a detective where morgan freeman is like too omnipotent like like sees much, sure. right sees yeah yeah yeah, yeah, his, yeah yeah it's like how yeah. did you become a detective the balance is <laughs> like aren't, is a little aren't detectives supposed to be smart I don't yeah. Know. Like, yeah
0: yeah and then the whole thing with morgan freeman going to the library is a little over the top too like Like, like, what do you have? You have a couple of murders with references to the seven deadly sins. And from that you go surmise to read like a hundred different like classic works and, and, and find relevant research. And how was that? How did any of the research you did there even prove relevant? It it just seemed like that whole. Yeah.
1: And also to character. Right. And just for a from a practical standpoint, they're both. To me, I feel like like both their styles would um, would produce no uh, no work. Results. No results. results. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Kevin
0: Spacey handed them everything in this. Like, they yeah. didn't they yeah. didn't
1: figure out much. They didn't like, like out Brad much. Pitt's too dumb to solve a case, and Morgan Freeman is too methodical. Like, I kept waiting for the chief to be like, are you going to solve a case this century? Or...
0: <laughs> like, right. Yeah. No, the one yeah. part where I thought Morgan Freeman did something was where he paid the 50 bucks to the FBI agent to go look up people who had been flagged to the library for reading the 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 books that they flag. Right. And then comparing that to a list of the books that Morgan Freeman had already looked up because they were related to the murders and saying, Oh, who took out all of those books? Um, I thought that was like the one clever detective trick in the, in the story. Yeah. But that didn't mean I felt the story was weak at all. I, 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 that just like, like, like you said, it's laid out so perfectly that we see everything unfold in a storytelling perfe- perspective. It is amazing. But from a perspective of, are these two guys really good detectives, um, or, or, or was just was were they just led along the entire
1: time? Like, well, even they, oh, they even perfect, say at one point like, he's walking and he's like, one of two things is going to happen here. He's going to just finish his murders and carry on. Like right. you kind of, they kind of already almost were admitting defeat right. in, a, in a strange way. They just, they knew they were being, uh, maybe not outsmarted, but they were a step behind. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, but, but it's,
0: it's all like just more power to the Kevin Spacey character who, with the whole point of this, what was, was that he was um, unstoppable and that he wins. <laughs> and that's why. I know, the ending, but then it's kind of so shocking.
1: It's a little, that scene's a little cringy <laughs> for me though. Like the cab driver, like he's covered in blood. Like, the cab driver is going to pick him up driving to the police station like yeah. the only thing I can, the only thing i can think of is that like he's like i need to go to the police i was just assaulted right like like come or, up or with he a... had a lot of cash like or he, a lot of cash right, the yeah, delivery yeah, driver yeah, 500 yeah, yeah. bucks right something like that but then he walks like full into the police station and no one says shit yeah. <laughs> to this guy that was such a batman gotham like like the tv show gotham <laughs> Morgan. but but at the same time I love that scene I love yeah. the way how we just like he, he's quiet then he has to yell their name because they're not because they, they're not yep. paying attention and it's a great scene and then amazing yeah and then you're like who's and then right away you're like whose blood is that what's why are your finger right. why are your fingertips right. bandage and it's great and then the lawyer is great uh, I can't remember that actor's name he shows up all the time Bear, uh, Schiff or Skiff Schiff. Schiff Schiff Adam Schiff no that's that no that's, that's senator. the senator <laughs> that's Robert Schiff I think, Robert yeah yeah he's great he plays it great he's just like Again, th- one really quickly here. Um, one thing I also love about this film is again, yes, all the cops are just like they've given up and there's so much just like uh, they're all cynical and and yeah, right. But everyone is like, holy fuck, that lawyer yeah. looks dead. Yeah, he's like, I gotta defend this fucking guy. Right. Like, oh, the lawyer was amazing. He was the yeah. most realistic character in the whole fucking right. Episode. He's like, Oh yeah. god, and he just plays it like he's he's represented a thousand of these guys. Um, and the doctor who has the maybe the line of the film about and he still has hell to look forward to about the air freshener guy yes who the fuck is that doctor that's yeah. like talk about fucking cryptic right yeah. like who's that guy maybe he should he should probably he sounds like he needs to retire too it's like the whole town is full of somersets right yeah guys are just like checked out and they're like fucking great another you know another freak the, the, yeah. the doctor had a line that i thought was a little lower the top he said
0: something like He's seen more suffering than any human I've ever witnessed, and then he still has hell to look forward no, to. No, yeah. no, no, no. But then he added more or less, oh, Indic- yeah, indicating. Okay that he had like seen stuff at, like nearly as bad as that before. Well, that's
1: what I'm saying. That's the whole like, town. That's like, the, what? that's the, that's the impression <laughs> we get. Right. That like, yeah, yeah. And, and just in and the way he says it, his delivery is so like, meh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And the yeah. lawyer is just like dead in the eyes. He's like, fuck, you know, another psycho or another free, you know, yeah. like, you, you know can, what, you know, yeah. I can get him off with a, with a crazy plea. You know, your... I've done it before. Yeah. I'll do it again. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Like, he's not shocked. The shock factor is gone for all these people. Right. So like, yep. The one detective at the beginning, it's like, yeah, wife killed him, but kids was there. Who cares? Like, case closed. Like, it's just, they're just like, let's fucking go for coffee, right? Like, right. and and that's the great, but that sets up the great push and pull, right, between Pitt and Morgan Fre- and Freeman. Right, they're they're two just idealistically uh, opposed at this point, and and it's just a clash of of these two, um, you know, methodologies. And, and- imagine, yeah. imagine as a,
0: as a as a as a director, you have Gwyneth Paltrow, you have Kevin Spacey. You've set up the apartment. You've set up the dogs in the apartment. Yeah, the dogs. I forgot about the dogs. Actually, yeah. And and you don't film that scene. We don't all. see
1: any of the crimes at all. Well, that wouldn't make any sense. Then you don't. You don't. Yeah. You don't
0: film him knocking on the door and her answering and letting him in. Nothing. Not even scoping out the apartment. You don't even show it afterwards as a. Flat we don't even see
1: the outside like, of the apartment. No. Like you don't see him at all scoping it. Like not even like a lot of these films would, 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 you know, resist and would be tempted to have a shot of him, like across the street, like tailing him. Yes. Right. Like, like they would uh, would show you a binocular shot or something from his perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And and get you all
0: get you all titillated in pursuit of murdering Gwyneth Paltrow. Like it was a, like a Halloween film. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or at least, or at least, following pit around a bit you know or something oh, yeah 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 sure. like uh what's his name in uh and uh firing the line of duty or whatever the Melkovich character where he's just like always spying on him he's like i watch you every night in that bar you know and, and right. it's something like that anyways yeah we could go on and on but anyway
0: go- one more batman connection i just thought of the yeah.
1: fbi the fbi
0: agent i just mentioned earlier who he pays 50 bucks to to get the information played bullock on gotham oh there you go nice anyway um uh yeah we've gone on a bit so i'll just wrap up obviously i very much agree with you and i'm a please rewind on this movie Um, it's definitely still rewatchable it's fucking fantastic on Mm rewatch it's oh yeah it's it's great yeah um i i really really was impressed by this movie upon rewatch so um thank you for for voting for this audience uh yeah uh, and uh and um and and I and 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 thanks.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, more uh, Halloween content to come this this month. Obviously, we'll do another please rewind. I'll put another poll up here at some point. Word up. Jer- Jer and I are going to do a, uh, a Halloween Friday the Thirteenth special at some point. And yeah. So look forward to those. And you've uh, already
0: done a Halloween
1: uh, part one. Uh, uh, I dropped my top 20, 10 film horror films in the last twenty years. I have another. Uh, uh, so everybody,
0: go listen to that, please. I wrote
1: involved. twenty down for the previous because it goes from the previous to like you go far back as you want, right? When you're going yeah. the past. But so I, I, I have t- I wrote down more. I don't know if I'll. It just takes too long, so I might just stick with ten still. But um, got that list waiting to go. Um, but I think I'm have...
0: gonna watch. I think I'm gonna watch The Changeling again this year. It's been a while since I've watched The Changeling. It's good. I saw That's it on, on on my Plex server the other day. And I was like, oh that there, there's a scary movie. Yeah.
1: Shows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it's it's uh there was another something else I want to mention. Anyways, yeah, no, so it's all good. Um definitely recommend uh a lot of these films that we're talking about and we mentioned, but you know, I think uh it's time it's time to do the granddaddy Friday the thirteenth. You think, buddy? We'll do it. Got it. All right, all right. Next time. Bodies are going through
0: windows. <laughs> Bodies, right on, man, are going through windows. Jerry's <laughs> going to be using the breaking glass sound effect a lot. In that
1: episode. Oh, that'll be fun. Body
0: From through that- the window, right now, just for fun.
1: There you go. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Pause for dramatic effect. Yeah. Yes. All right. R-
0: cool, man. Let's wrap it up then. I guess. Uh, thank you for listening to episode seven. of Please rewind. Uh, please comment, like, subscribe. Do all that stuff. Let us know you're listening. And uh, we'll see you soon for episode eight.